Can't get enough of Cthulhu and Cairo? Join our Patreon for as low as $3 per month to access special features and bonus content. You can find us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cthulhu in Cairo. I'm Raz, and I'm joined by our team of ladies again this evening. It's been an emotional chapter that, uh, that closed out for us last time, but we are en route to Mother Russia, the the three ladies that have commandeered the plane, uh, which was now painted over by Ying Ko and his team back in Kathmandu, uh, has, is right now barreling its way towards uh, Leningrad in Russia. And we are... We are only moments away from landing, but uh, before we get started, I'll just introduce the ladies and let you know and quickly get a a, bar- bar- a barometer read on where they're at. Um, let's start off with uh, with Ella, uh, played by Kayla. Ella, uh, you're flying right now, headphones on. You're touching to the tower in English, trying to get through the language barrier in Leningrad, but you're uh, you found they found a tower guy who can actually speak some English. Uh, but other than that, how are you feeling after the events that transpired in Kathmandu? Uh, I am kind of in a headspin. I'm, I mean, the re- only reason that I followed this group of people was because of John Schooley, and I thought that they had a connection to like the Thule Society. I didn't expect to go on this international hunt for items of power to save our cursed Catherine Ross or the entire human race. But you know what? She's kind of following where the wind takes her. Her clairvoyancy says that this is a this is a good two ladies. These are two trustworthy ladies, and yeah, she's just trying to keep her head from going into a spiral of pain and meltdown. I guess. No, understood, understood. Um, and Faye is played by Faye Dawson is played by Melinda. Um, as we look back over the, the previous chapter, if we had a pool at the beginning on who was going to make it and who wasn't. I don't think we would have thought Faye was still in the final three. Um, <laughs> just with the luck, <laughs> the uh, the perpetual forehead hitting into other objects, um, the the fact that she can't you know can't leave Pandora's box locked. But here she is, and um, how is she doing, Faye? After the the run in with her with her bestie Catherine Ross. Um, not well. Thank you for asking. Um, you know, I haven't really thought about it, but yeah, you're. You're right. I didn't yeah. think I was going to get here. Faye certainly did not think she was going to get here after everything. She's had a few life-sustaining injuries, and she's still in the game. Now we'll see what happens. But um, now she really has a will to just keep going. You know, she really wants to just see this through. Um, and regarding what had happened with Catherine, um, it was definitely just such a highly emotionally charged um, outburst because in Faye's mind she was going to lose another member of her team and she wasn't about to let that happen no matter what and she acted how she thought that she should act and she doesn't regret it she regrets possibly hurting Catherine now I don't mean this in any way shape or form Faye is a much more educated and a beautiful person and delight to have in in in, in company and and at dinner but are you starting to feel a little gilly syndrome coming from Game of Thrones? Are you starting to feel like 
everybody keeps thinking Samuel Tarly and Gilly are going to get smacked. And yet somehow they keep following chapter after chapter. I mean, are you getting that? Can we call it, <laughs> can, can we call it Gilly syndrome? Because I'm thinking at this point, yeah, I'm not sure how the page keeps turning, but their, their names keep popping up. So, um, <laughs> It could be. Um, she's running on just pure spite, and she really just wants to. She would just give anything just to punch Mueller in the face. She doesn't even care if she like lives through it. She just wants to lay her hands on him just one more time. She just really wants to headbutt him again because he was right. the OG headbutt. He was the. I think he may, but well, it was a kick to the shin and a headbutt. Was it? What was it too? Or was she? That was the kick. I to think the shin. no. You know what? It was because I, I cut you off. Um, well, I cut Mueller off, and I said. I kick him and you go, what? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I'm, and I really just doubled down on it. Um, yeah, yeah, you did. We'll see what happens this chapter. All right. Well, yes, we will. And wow. Um, the ending of last chapter, we thought that Venice was Catherine Ross's. Uh, yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting hand gestures from, from Lauren. Lauren plays Catherine Ross. And we thought that the, the great, re- you know, the great reveal and then Aveline tracking, Matthew back to his uh, to his home, where his young child, his young daughter, uh, and his his current wife uh, were living was a, was enough to make Catherine just go into a tailspin. But yeah, it got a little uglier than that. So, how are you feeling? I mean, is it is is Catherine resolved with what's what's happened? Is she has she come to terms with it, or is is she still just trying to work through the whole process? She it's a work in progress, Keeper. This isn't something that right. They say that for the length of the relationship, you need, like, half of it to get over a person. Well, there's no, like, manual for, hey, your ex who died, who you were sort of getting over, but, you know, there was lots of buried baggage there. Um, There's no manual for what happens when you then discover that he's alive in a criminal mastermind and that he's caused all these horrible things to happen, and then you shoot him in the head. There's no manual. There's no handbook. And, um, yeah... Well, in, in, in the United States, we call that a homicide, and there is a handbook on it, and the police usually have it. You just happen to do it in the middle of a smuggler's den wow. who owed you a um, big favor. Yeah, listen, I'm just going to say it. Um, maybe if I wasn't in Kathmandu, <laughs> I maybe wouldn't have done it. Um, probably I'm, not. I'm getting, I'm getting Bob Seger, and I don't really like Bob Seger a lot, but I'm getting, you know, I shot Matthew in Kathmandu. I'm just hearing it go over and over again. Um, well, and I'm really- let's not. Um, Catherine regrets everything she hasn't slept well um you know every morning she wakes up and it's like well before i knew he was out there Hmm. now what the hell like well now you know he's not out there well thanks keeper um (laughs) our keeper folks it's it's a hard time it's a hard time she's definitely not going to be as sunny as she usually is oh fuck me all right, so that's just Wait, wow. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Back it up. She was sunny. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I'm glad we're on the, the same page. The woman who told me at the museum party, "I don't know you, and if you're lying, so go away." <laughs> yeah, Listen, I was embodying my mother. I was embodying my mother. You go, queen. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> I'm being my mom. <sighs> Yeah. Okay. So the plane, um, the which is one of the best that the German military has at the moment, which no longer looks like a German military plane, is uh, streaking over the mountains and uh, uh, heading into Leningrad. You're about 25 minutes out, uh, Ella, and um, 
plane's going fine. Everything's working fine. And the tower is, is basically calling you in, telling you uh, that, you know, at the outer marker, which is, you know, they tell you is about 10 minutes out to start, you know, letting them know. And then they'll they'll clear you to land. They really don't ask. They ask some questions about, you know, what are you carrying? Just basic general chatter talk. But because back then there was a lot less flights. So they were probably a little more inquisitive of pilots coming in. But you're just, you know, you're on a run. You have some products, local produce and stuff uh, from from the area that you're bringing up. And uh, you're also carrying a couple of journalists. You let them know that because that's been what uh, Ying Ko gave you that Vadim is going or whoever is going to provide you in Russia with. Anybody got any last minute things, checking uh, equipment, anything that they want to do before we get right down into landing the plane? Um, anything needs to be said amongst each other? Otherwise, we're going to we're going to proceed from there. I don't think Ella would say anything except ch- try to cheer them up with like small talk because she there's no handbook for conversation. So she'd be like, look at oh, look at those clouds. They're, they're quite lovely, aren't they? Yes. Leningrad this time of year is supposedly quite temperate. Yeah, it's 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 a little warmer um, than than I would have anticipated. But yeah, it still it still gets into the the seventies or high sixties um, with no problem through uh, October. So yeah, you you're still in a, a pretty you know decent climate. Yeah, that's pretty much what Ella says to the to the two ladies who I I don't know if they've been. Speaking. So you're doing pilot chatter. I'd be like, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. On your left, you can see the great city of Leningrad. We are about to descend into the airport. Um, please fasten your seatbelts, blah, blah, blah. But I am i don't know. I'm just kind of looking at them like, you guys good? Everybody okay? All right. Yeah. Upon hearing, um, upon hearing our Current esteemed tempest. pilots... And the time you have to the the, the time weather. the local time. <laughs> Upon hearing our pilot's commentary about the weather, you just hear from in the middle of the plane. You ever been to Leningrad? Oh God. Mm. Yes. Yes, I have. There? Yes. Really? Um, after it was uh, it was during the hunt for my mother's um, disappearance act. Uh, I was hunting down a local uh, shaman of sorts. He he resided in Leningrad. Uh, it turns out he was a complete and utter fake. You feeling sunnier now, Catherine? No? Okay. <laughs> Just... All right. The, the uh... queen of uncomfortable silence tonight, folks. Get ready. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm assuming they're giving each other dirty looks or something, or just not even acknowledging existence. Well, you're in the front of the plane, and one is directly behind the wall where the pilot sits, and the other one is all the way in the back. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I, like, I mean, I like to think that Catherine is the one who put herself in the back, but mm-hmm. she makes sure that she keeps going like <sighs> <laughs> a lot of like, pops and noise. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, so that really Ellen, aggressive sighing. Yeah. So that Ellen, I know that she's still there. Um, but when we go, Kate, you OK? She just goes, I'm fine. Why do you ask? Can I, can I not be OK? I'm simply enjoying high altitudes <laughs> good for the vapors uh good for the humors <laughs> good for the humors all right the um you make the circle around the airport uh you you do hit the 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 landmark that they gave they gave you showing that you're about 10 minutes out some sort of a tower or something uh, you know on a on a hillside that you're supposed to look for with a flashing light or something but you do go ahead and call back into the tower and, and they clear you immediately for landing they're like yeah that's fine um and your plane is 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 coming in and and beginning its its final approach. The airport of Leningrad in 1931 is small. 
er uh again air travel is still fairly i'm not gonna say super common i i mean every year it starts to grow but you're talking about maybe in a city of leningrad maybe 20 flights land a day 25 so you're probably looking at two three one race tops uh and all the planes are pretty much outside of hangars they're kept you know, on you know, parked off into the side, and they're lined up, and then as fueled as needed with trucks and stuff like that. So it's it's not like you know you you're you're one's going out, one's coming in, and just boom, 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 boom. They're not leapfrogging each other. Uh, that's not really the, uh, the the look you have. So the landing should be fairly easy. Um, go ahead, and, Ella. It's clear skies. Nobody's chasing you. The plane's operating fine. We're not looking at a crap. The only time it's going to be an issue if you roll a botch. Uh, other than that, it's just how soft and how comfortable of a landing you make. Why don't you go ahead and give me a roll? Oh my god, I'm going to have a shh. I mean, I just wasted an eight on a no, it's a clear no. sky day, and oh, I have a feeling it's just gonna be bad rolls from here. I think we have to take a moment um to just figure out which expressions we're gonna use because when you go, oh my god, I'm thinking that you rolled a hundred <laughs> and we're about to have a turbine explosion. Yeah. So yeah, um, maybe we lead with something a little different. Like, we'll differentiate, like, between bad and good. Oh, my God. I know you guys can't see my face, but... <laughs> yeah, maybe, like, um, a nice, like, wahoo, yay. Yeah, on a 96, you would have came in a little low and wahoo! taken the head off the statue of Comrade Lennon. Uh, <laughs> you know, just, just clipped his head right off, wow. which would have been just, yeah, just... Nice. That's a war That's crime. That's really gonna warm us up to the locals. <laughs> All right, so yeah, you you bring the plane down beautifully. Um, you know, few could have done it better. Uh, th- even the German engineer back home in Berlin is like, somewhere one of my planes landed beautifully. Uh, yeah, you you land no problem. You taxi off, and the 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 ground crew is there, and they're starting to uh, you know the, they've got the lights out, and they're they're pointing you, you know, they're they're you know bringing you forward and getting you into a situation where you can where you can set yourself up and 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 actually. Then they'll come out when with a truck or something. They'll push the plane. They'll back it into its spot, but um, they get you onto the side of the you know out of the way and and in its its general location. Just over to Vadim. Uh, how was this approach? How did you anticipate or see this approach? Was it on the tarmac? Was it something a little bit later? Was it some? Were you going to try to insert yourself into the ground crew? Um, at the airport, you do have a contact, Boris Milovich, um, and he's been you know. Yeah, Boris Milovich is is uh, is definitely uh, a friend. Vadim would be uh, approaching the plane. Actually, he uh, he has papers identifying him as an attaché at this point. So any officials at the airport, um, he would uh, he would present those papers and explain why he's there to uh, to greet uh, some foreign correspondents who are coming in to uh, to research and get to know the glorious motherland. Um, so let's go ahead and do that. Uh, here is Officer Yurgeny of the OGPU. Uh, he is standing not far from, as incoming planes, he has a desk. He's one of the people that just checks in and checks out. So uh, would you call him a customs agent? They even have one of those, but this is the guy who oversees the customs agent. You know, and uh, checks with on checks on checks and people watching each other. So you you make your way towards the where you would, where you would be going out to greet the plane that's incoming at the right time. You're there probably 15 minutes early, half hour early. And... Uh, he sees, you know, you approach towards him and there's the desk for the, the, the clerk and the customs agent and Officer Yurgeny is standing there in his green suit with all of his buttons and everything. And he, comrade, <laughs> my papers. He unlo- takes them out, looks at them. Uh, you are here at the Shea to 
journalists coming in, American and Westerners of of all all varieties coming to uh, coming to see the the glories of uh, of our wonderland of our motherland. I see. And you have been what hired to do this? You are being paid by these capitalists. No, comrade. I am. I am a lowly servant of uh, of the uh, of the secretary uh, here to make sure they arrive smoothly and 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 get them to where they need to be. Very good. Then uh, have yourself a good day, comrade. And uh, remember, there are eyes everywhere, but do not let their eyes see too much. We must present to the West a appearance, as Comrade Stalin has said, one of the lamb when we are truly the lion. Of course, of course, Tovarish. And uh, he lets you through. No problem. The papers are strong. He's not really looking for anything out of the ordinary. He's not on high alert for anything. Uh, as long as Catherine doesn't come in and start blasting, uh, I think we'll be okay with all <laughs> Catherine's just like, you know, <laughs> s- scythe and sickle. <laughs> no, no. Um, but yeah, so the uh, plane does, it comes in. It's about 10 minutes, 10 minutes early. So you actually see it just touch down. Actually, you've, you know, you're rather impressed. You've, uh, you see it <laughs> holding, holding my hat down, <laughs> holding my hat. Yeah. And, uh, the, we get, they get the plane in place and in about 20 minutes, you know, the side of the plane opens up and, and the ladder descends, the staircase drops down and, uh, you see the three women that you were notified about, uh, start to step off. Ella, you're greeted by the ground crew, uh, as a gentleman is approaching and he starts speaking in Russian. Uh, you don't happen to have any Russian, do you? That would be a hearty no. I only have German. So does any, ladies, do any of you, I don't think anybody did take Russian, correct? I'm seeing Catherine say no. No, sir. No. Okay. So, Vadim, the, the gentleman is asking them, you know, how long the, does the plane need to be here? What What is their takeoff time? What is uh, What time are they, you know, when are they leaving? He's just trying to get an idea of how long the plane is going to be parked uh, do they park it out of the way? Do I, when I see the plane land, um, I, do I notice that it, it's a little uh, irregular, perhaps? You notice that it's a really new looking plane. Um, the paint job's excellent. And the body style's one that you that you probably haven't seen anything come, like this coming from Yang Ko. I, I kind of, uh, you know, rush up under the uh, the sound of the propellers and and put my hand on his shoulder and and uh, just ask him, you know, if he can store the plane away that uh, that they'll be on a tour here in the country for some time and if he can just keep the plane out of the way uh, since it won't be needed for for a little while. Thinking that hopefully uh, that means they'll kind of store it in a place not too conspicuous and eyes won't be falling on it all the time and make From somebody curious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And curious minds. He says, uh, of course, comrade, uh, I, we can bring it to one of the fields uh, off of the second runway. Uh, most planes out, you know, can sit out there weeks, sometimes months, but uh, we, will, we will have it moved. Very good. All right. So, ladies, you see... Uh, you see a gentleman standing there who looks like. <laughs> um, oh, I should I should describe uh, this this gentleman. Oh, yeah, I well, I mean, I could you see, I could go, I could go with Eddie Redman and and Dave Coaches, but I don't think that's the way you see it. And I, so we'll let the we'll let Vadim describe himself. Not that there's anything wrong with that. You see a man that is uh, that is um, uh, quite short. Um, 
probably five foot three, uh, you would estimate. Um, he's very stocky and uh, is just dressed in plain clothes, plain leather shoes. He has a, a small leather cap that's uh, that's pulled down over his eyes. And uh, if you look at uh, look at him, you know, closely in the face, you'll see that uh, uh, he, he's been around. His his nose is is been broken several times. Upon uh, inspection, you'll see that he has a pretty nasty scar on the side of his face. But he's pretty affable. And uh, and he he greets you uh, he greets you heartily. He says, you know, ladies, my my friends, Mister Cole, messaged ahead. Welcome, welcome to Russia. Uh, thank, thank you, you. Um, so so kindly for coming and meeting us at the plane. Um, very kind of you. I mean, I'm sure that you were meant to do this. Whatever. Um, Faye's weird with meeting new people. She's uh, mm-hmm. just thank you, um, ladies. Um, it's a pleasure to meet you, uh, Vadim. My name is Catherine. Uh, Miss Ross, if you're so inclined, our pilot, uh, Miss Walcott, Ella, and the one who is fumbling over her English is uh, Faye Dawson. Pleasure. It, it is my pleasure. And, and anything I can do uh, to, to, to be of, uh, how you say, uh, service for Mr. Coe, I am there. Excellent. Thank you. I think uh, we should probably start by uh, going someplace where we can talk. Away I have, from I have good ears. place. Uh, follow me. Um, I have papers for you, and we'll explain everything once we are away from uh, from uh, listening ears. All right. So, Ella, make me a roll, please, on your intelligence. That is a hard success. One of the one of the crewmen is walking to go inside the plane. We can't let that happen. He's going. To, well, they're going. They need to. T- they need to hook it up. And he was going to get it moved into a, an adjacent field. Your steps are down, and he was going up into it and doing the things he needs to do to get that plane to be taxied. That's so that's, you. That's bad, right? Well, everything's in German. That's not. A major concern, unless somebody wonders why it's in German. But I mean, it's not uncommon that you might have a German plane. I mean, you're traveling all over Europe. You could have purchased or borrowed, or I would say purchased would be the right way. You purchased one. Would there be anything showing German military in the cockpit? Probably not. I wouldn't think that would be a big thing yet. Uh, I don't know the Nazis stamped everything at 1931 with their sim- symbols. They eventually would, <laughs> but I don't know if they did that in 1931 yet. I'm just giving you the heads up because we you had said that you were really trying to you know keep the plane a secret of what it is, or trying the best. Someone, I mean, he is going in there, and he's about to. I mean, you could stop him. Not sure that might raise more suspicion. She gets Ella would get over her bias and like pat <laughs> very quickly. The sh- <laughs> <laughs> she kind of has no choice. It's like he's the only one who can speak Russian, apparently. So it's like, um, Mr. Vardim, sir, gentleman, kind person. Yes, ma'am. That plane, we had to borrow it, and it is, we just don't really need your, the the plane people, the, the crew over there to recognize where it's from. I don't know how you can help with that, but if you can tell them in Russian that that plane is legitimately ours and didn't belong to a certain militant group to the, to the West, then that would be most appreciated. Finders keepers, losers weepers, as they say in America. 
That is true. When when she starts talking, I would imagine that uh, Vodum would immediately pick up on mm-hmm. <laughs> he he's picking up what she's throwing down. Um, <laughs> and he uh, he gives her a curt nod and walks over uh, quickly to the guy that's that's starting to mount the steps up into the plane. Okay. Can I give a um, can I give a fast talk roll as to uh, um, to he would uh, he would just be explaining that um, uh, that this is a. A special plane that needs to be taken particular care of and to uh, not pay any too much attention to the detail, shall we say? Is and, there currency uh, involved? Yes. Well, actually, it's um, it's uh, not so much currency as it is um, as it is goods. And he has uh, he has you know like 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 a name that he you know a card a name that he can present to him um, to uh, you know where he can be taken care of. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> well, my first roll of welcome back, Scott. Is that a- is a 99. No. Well, oh, no. Oh, dear it- crud. No. <gasps> Let so Lennon grad begin. No. Holy crow. Um, I'm really school- good at fast talking, too. The schooly, the schooly luck has worn off. Yeah, these. <laughs> Welcome to Broken Nose. Welcome Vadim. to the age of Vadim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I can't oh, no. do anything with that, can I? I can't um, push that or you, I can't. You, you can. It's a skill. You can push I that. I thought you can't push critical fails. Oh, no. I'm sorry. It's critical fail. 90, what, you were 99? That's a 99. Hey, oh, be- sorry. A fail hey, is, yeah. Hey, Beanie. Hey. Shush. People, people said I couldn't use my old luck to save certain rolls. That is case in That's, point. No, no, I'm sorry. It's 99. Uh, no, it's, I don't if it's want 90, it, it to be a rule, but I don't want people to yell at us. Agree. Uh, he says, "Of course, of course, not nothing. This is not the problem. I, I we will, um, we will quiet quietly move the plane um, at the later time. Not the problem, comrade." And he smiles and takes the card. Being none the wiser, I say thank you. Sorry, <laughs> you can, folks. You've all had players that, that give you the look as a GM of. Okay, well, I'm gonna let that go. There's nothing I can do about that. It, the guy's being slick. He's like, okay, I'm good. Yeah, yep, I'm good. No I'm great. For some reason, my sixth sense tells me we should run fast and not go to the cafe. <laughs> cafe is a bad thing. Uh, okay, so you ladies, uh, he the guy leaves the staircase down. Not a problem. He walks away, smiles, he waves, <laughs> affable. You know, everything's good. And you start making your way over towards the uh, the desk with the uh, the customs agent and the secretary and the OGP off the OGPU officer. That's where he so, heads. No, no, that's where you guys head because you're going to okay. have to go through that checkpoint again to get back out to the parking lot. Introduce uh, introduce to the gentleman I had spoken to before and um, hand him uh, hand him the papers and you know let them uh, yeah explain their they all know their cover. So Officer Yogeni can speak some English. He speaks German and he speaks Russian. So we have a little bit of English that he can do with. Do with. So he first goes looks through Catherine's papers and he says. In America, they allow women to journals, journalism. This is interesting. How long have you been writing for American papers? I have been writing for American papers for three years. Hmm. And American papers are known for telling truth, giving the truth to their people. 
The journalists think so. He chuckles. He actually finds that actually funny. <laughs> ah, you are a very funny woman. That's very good. Very good. The journalist thinks so. He says it again in Russian, so the guys next to him chuckle. They really didn't catch the whole joke because he didn't give everything that went before it. He just said, the journalist thinks so. And then they look at him and they start to laugh because they really don't know what else to do. <laughs> They're like, okay, yeah. that's funny. Um, one down. He grabs uh, the papers for Faye. Says, America, very interesting. Two women journalists. This is, you also write truth? You tell truth in your country? I like to think so. And why are you coming to Leningrad to see the glorious Mother Russia? Why have you come here? Do you do you understand the the teachings? Do you are are you supportive of the cause? You said it yourself, glorious Mother Russia. I'm here to see it for myself. As long as you tell truth, there'll be no problem here. Always, and, sir. And then he says in Russian, and as long as someone checks the, you know, checks all your facts, but that's okay, we'll deal with that later. Goes over to Ella and looks at your papers and hands it back to you. Now, Ella, yours actually says you're British because you truly are, yes? Yeah, I, I am. I am a Londoner. Yeah. So he says, hmm, interesting that someone from from England would be interested in state of Russian affairs. What brings you and also a female journalist? Very interesting. What brings you here to spy? To study us, to make fun of us in your papers, in the London Post? News is not meant to be funny. It is meant to be a statement of fact. I am merely here to state the facts of Russia and its successful enterprises. News is to indoctrinate the masses, he says. We shall see how well you do your job back home. Be interesting to read your London Post. I welcome you to Russia. Do not fall on the wrong side of the law. You ladies are free to go. Okay. Thanks. Perception checks. Oh. Perception check. Let's do oh, it. Great. First roll spot, the check. Spot hidden. Spot hidden, yep. All right. Spot it's coming, off of, coming off vampire and no running Cthulhu for three weeks, so uh, we'll call yep. that a spot hidden. We'll call that spot hidden. That would be a no for Ella. That is a 43. That is a success for Faye. It'd be a no. That's a 52, a success for Vodum. Anybody with a hard? No. no. You catch this very late. You're walking your way out. You There's there's like barricades and stuff you cross through. There's There are several armed soldiers around this area. I mean, airports, again, not a ton of, tra not a ton of traffic by today's standards, but still it's a way in and out of the country. So there are guards. And just as you are leaving this particular part of the building, um, you look back. Faye kind of follows your eyes, Vadim, and the gentleman with the card is handing it over to the officer you're gaining. So you do catch it, but it's late. It's like the last second. You didn't see him enter from the other, like you came in. You didn't see any of that. But you see your gaining standing there, and the guy walks up to him, and he starts talking, and you think you see the card pass to him. I uh, keep my head down and, uh, you know, urge the uh, the ladies to uh, to – keep going and with a purpose and just start uh, hoping that we don't get called back. Okay. No, you make it out. He's just says that, you know, he told him some things regarding the plane. The three women stand out like a sore thumb at this point. He's probably not too worried and that you're going to be able to be found. 
you know, your name obviously wasn't the way I'm sure you presented a different name on your papers. So you might be a little bit, but to him, he thinks, oh, well, if they're journalists and they have a weird plane, uh, we'll check into it. We'll look into it. He doesn't go berserk and like, hey, stop. Like that's because it really wasn't that kind of information. It's just they seemed odd about the plane. The plane made them nervous. So they'll take a look at it. What that what becomes of that, we'll find out as we go forward. But it's not like, you know, gunshots going off and you're in a panic situation. Vadim puts into the back of his mind, we might need a different way of getting out of Russia. <laughs> we might just lost a plane. <laughs> but I, uh, I just two. mastered how to fly that thing. <laughs> well, it's not that you can't go back and get it with, you know, weapons. It's just right now the plane's going to be looked at. They're going to check out the plane. And trust me, they're not they're, they're not so much friends with Germany at this point where they're going to send a note. Hey, guys, you missing a plane? Uh, <laughs> just gonna... one of your planes. <laughs> what they may do is take the son of a bitch apart to, <laughs> to, to retro engineer it. <laughs> that they could do. That would be a very Soviet thing to do. Exactly. Especially because I remember I told you guys this, this plane had one of the great ranges of its time. It was a it really could it, it had a far range for for 1931. Have you seen in the Soviet history books, actually, they, they actually created flying uh, with this incredible flyer. Um, and it looks an awful lot like the Wright Brothers flyer. <laughs> really? That is actually in Soviet history books. <laughs> Which just happens to be two and a half years later from the movie they saw. <laughs> Probably with Buster Keaton in it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Oh God, that is so true. Though I'm sorry to anybody in Russia that's listening. Actually, Russia is not on our listener on our country list. So well, plus they're not the Soviet Union either. <laughs> yeah, so. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, we're good there. Okay, so Vadim, where do you want to take them? If you're, you know, do you? Um, Boris had arranged for a uh, for a taxi yep. uh, to be out front. So I so I usher them into the taxi, and with with what I just witnessed. Uh, I actually asked the taxi to uh, drop us at a – there is a uh, one of the uh, community markets that's uh, a couple of corners from the cafe. Okay. Um, so I asked him to drop us there uh, so that if there's any uh, – questioning that happens it doesn't immediately lead to the uh, to the cafe as the uh, the cafe is, seems to is is a a friendly spot for uh, for underground talk okay you're uh, yeah you're dropped off there the line isn't as bad as it would be early in the morning it's about 2:30 in the afternoon so the lines to get in have been are already starting to d- diminish you probably only have about eight or nine people ahead of you trying to get into the building uh, to do whatever shopping is available uh, at this point it's it's not like you know they're they're in a, a massive crisis but goods are you know it they're select and you you get what you can get at this point and so there's but and they're all women you're, you're really the only one of the few men that's in the area of this market uh, just you know staying there with but you have three women that look foreign and are dressed differently so that's fine you can even go under that you know you're showing the great soviet supermarkets or whatever you want to call it yeah but you're 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 in line and within you know a couple of minutes you're you're inside go ahead and make me another spot hidden just you Adam, on this one uh that is a seven so that would be a critical success as far as you can tell you do not have a tail okay you are feeling fairly confident that you do not see anybody that in first of all again at this point the OG uh the the OGPU uh, a lot of it was in green uniforms and they literally were nicknamed the little green men 
And if they were undercover, harder to spot, but you're a pro. You don't, you're fairly comfortable that whatever happened at the airport, it's, it may, it, it may end up escalating, but it's going to, it's not going to be something that where they, oh, follow them right out of the airport and go. Uh, they, they really didn't have a lot of fork knowledge that they were coming. They're three women. It's not men. Um, they're from America. They're like, yeah, whatever. It's, it's their concern, but they're not, they're not high on the radar at the moment. And here the pl- is the sexism of 1930s. Well, we are powerful women, and you know what? We have caused a lot of damage in Nepal. We have this. killed a lot of people. We're talking smallpox. <laughs> <laughs> We're time travelers. Don't fuck with me. Okay. I have been a public menace in three separate countries. Exactly. And I'm about to make it a fourth. <laughs> True. No. Well, if we... Yes. No. If we're... Let's just slip through undetected for once. Well, if Please. we're going through the if we're going through the market, you know, and 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 Vada mentions, you know, making sure we uh, have no tail. But uh, since we're here, um, he picks up a loaf of bread since he sees that bread is available today, and shows his card and uh, kill uh, killed uh, two uh, two bears with one stone, right? <laughs> uh, we we say it a different way. We say it a different way in the States, but, um, you know, more power to you. Um, works as well. I must be a hell of a boulder, but okay. I, I know, uh, I know Western talk. Good, uh, good with, uh, with, uh, the English. And that you are. I uh, remind me to teach you some good old fashioned New York slang. I think you'd really like it. I think it would really do wonders here. Great. It's like stripes. Son of beach. Shit. <laughs> Son of <laughs> okay. Anybody speak English? Okay. The big pineapple. Someday I go. There you, no, there you no. are. Quite impressive. Um, so the inside of this market is, um, you know, maybe seven, 8,000 square feet. It's not huge, but it's, there's, there's, they're all over all the districts. Uh, and Vadim is correct. There is bread available right now, which is pretty rare at 2.30 in the afternoon, yeah. but that's good. There is also canned goods, some other, uh, just he picks up a few quick sundry things just to make it look like he's really shopping. Vadim, you're, do you have anything in performance or acting? Performance or acting? Let me get up a character sheet because I know in the other one, uh, character sheets. Let me see. What that would be like a special is. thing. So no, I don't. Uh, oh, no. Okay. I don't believe so, I do. Uh, art would be okay. Let me see if there's anything else. How Appraisal. about stealth? Yeah, pr- uh, stealth. Oh, stealth. Yeah, yeah. All I'm right, go ahead. Give me pretty stealth. good stealth. That is a seventy-four, which is a success. Wow. All right, good for you. What the role? What the role did was for anybody with you know seeing these women and other women especially, women notice each other. They notice the fashion they're wearing, the shoes they're wearing the color of their hair, they tend to be very aware, especially if someone is out of, like, not doesn't belong. They, the women of the market that are in the market and the women at the checkout are looking at them like, wow, that, is that dress even legitimately okay? Like, that's a bright color. That doesn't look right. Um, there's the, the shoes don't look like anything that I've seen in our shoe store. That's, you know, it's supposed to be factory functional. This doesn't look the way it's supposed to. So they've picked up on it, but your stealth role 
and kind of walking them around and speaking to them in, in English and then telling them the word in Russian and kind of playing along that you're giving them a tour has convinced everybody there. Like it's, it's kind of blended in. Yeah. Maybe they'll mention it to their husbands at dinner, but it's not like something where they're going, wow, this is really out of or the ordinary. So yeah. So it was a great idea to buy some things and to take that, take your time. That was very smart. I, I think, uh, well, we, we have, we'll, we'll talk. Because we're once we're done here, we're gonna make our way over to the cafe. All right. So the cafe is like you said, two or three blocks away. Uh, the streets uh, at this point, it's now closing in a little after three. The um, there's people on them, you know, but there's some some big avenues. There's some big, you know, there is it's it's a modern city for 1931. It, you know, it does have that feel to it, and um, there's a square and all that bit. So yeah, you 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 know that you're able to move around, but you're in a district now where it's, it's a little bit more, it's urbanized. It's, it's, but it's not the industrial district. It's a housing area. Cause that's, this is where people would like meet and have a coffee or whatever and, and go about their day. And uh, yeah, you make it to the cafe with no problem. And again, you don't, that role was so excellent at the moment. You don't believe you you have anybody watching you. You're still fine. I uh, ask as we enter the cafe, I ask for a, you know, a corner, you know, a booth out of the way kind of uh speak off to the side a little bit to the the gentleman who greets us at the door seems like i would be familiar with him obviously oh, we absolutely. know each other um, uh actually you're lucky because nishka is actually uh at the front at the counters you know working and talking to everybody she sees you come in and she just snaps her finger and they bring you back to a corner table that they try to keep open for as much you know for friends of the establishment okay and you're, you're whisked yeah you just make your way through the crowd like you know and and crowd there's probably about 20 people in here which is you know not yeah. bad, but it's yeah. And you make your way into a small booth in the in the back corner. Um, I usher the ladies, please, please sit, make comfortable. He uh, pulls out a cigarette, lights a cigarette. So, how is Mister Cole? Aside from losing his entire family and possibly burning some bridges in the art smuggling industry, doing pretty good. Vodum's jaw just. Yeah, could have just geez. said hangs well. open like you could have just said well. I'm sorry, that's how she would say it. She doesn't really have a filter. Oh, that's gonna go great in Russia. Cool. Faye gently extends a hand and she lays it on Ella's shoulder, and she Ooh. goes, "I thought that we had a conversation about our delivery. When someone asks how someone else is doing, you go and say well." And then if anything else pops up in conversation, you address it from there. And she leans in and tr- and does like half stage whisper, but quietly enough so Bottom doesn't hear. And I'm also a mind reader. I-, I know what people are going to say, so I drop the bomb before they have a chance to go backwards on it. Vadim kind of recovers from the shock and, is- and says, please, I appreciate being direct. I... It breaks, breaks heart to hear uh, that Mr. Ko may be in pain. He's a great man. Great he man is. and great friend. Hell he of a, is, he's wonderful. Hell of a guy. Um, not, not, all of, not all of his family was taken from him. He still has some surviving members um, that he is close with. But he, he did have, there was an incident where he lost people, and we lost people. So it's a big I time of recovery for... Very sorry for that. Very sorry. 
Thank you oh, for hopefully uh hopefully that's the end of losing people. <laughs> I don't say that personally at all. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Does bottom laugh and say no. that? No. No. Oh, no. That was He's gonna get that was snack. more Scott. Sorry. No, okay. Whew. That's that's Scott breaking through the bonds of bottom and going I hope we don't lose anyone else. I would hate to roll a second, a third character. I had someone approach, you know, write me a note and say, by the way, when you left in the fact that you told you told the player who does Ella, oh, I can't kill you a second time. That would suck with the dice roll of the shoot, the parachute. They're like, that was fabulous because when the shoot didn't work, the first thing I thought was, oh, shit, rolling another one. <laughs> Oh, wait. Goes, but you're so nice. You left that, you know, you left it in it. I went, wow, that's a really good guy. <laughs> Our keeper. I just brought her in. The best there Luke. is. <laughs> yeah. And then you say that and then you go, so we'll move on. I have no problem killing you, Faye. <laughs> Your days are numbered, you New York bitch. <laughs> I never said, I never said New York bitch. <laughs> It was heavily implied. Um, anyway, so let's. let's okay. Oh, yeah. it's so, good to laugh. <laughs> Keep holding. Hang on to it. <laughs> so Come to on. the conversation, Mister Cole, uh, send message. Say to help you, however I can. And what That's is your uh, relationship with Ying Ko, the illustrious man who helped our most troubling affairs in Nepal? We uh, we have. Um, we have done business, uh, but uh, uh, he has uh, done very personal favor for for Vadim. Uh, very loyal. Catherine thinks in the back of her mind, "Gee, who did Vadim need? To, like, who did Vadim need to shoot? <laughs> Are those the favors that Yinko does for people? Geez, murder. What's in, in your colorful backstory? Hmm. She doesn't say it." She just thinks it. Well, Vadim, we are here in your country, unfortunately not to tour it for the sake of journalism. We're here searching an object. You appreciate directness? Yes. Mm, excellent. We're here searching for an object. It's a powerful object. Like weapon? No, no. Um, Different sort of power. Symbol. An artifact, really. Yes. It a, a mm. symbol of power. Mm, and can, can be very powerful symbols. You have no idea. So you are here for artifact. Is this valuable? Do we need steel? Steel as in take it without paying for it, or steel as in weapons? Could be either. Uh, no, t- take. Uh, do we need to... Is it uh, in vault or bank or... Museum. That's more like in a frozen lake of mythical properties that may be written about in your legends. Uh, excuse? Some <laughs> research will have to be done. We don't know where it is. That's the problem, which is why we might be here for some time. I am confused, but, uh, but I trust. Well, that's do, nice. Do you, uh, do you know where? Uh, is this part of research? That is also part of the research, I'm afraid. Mm, so you uh, you do not know where what research do you need to do? What where where research? 
um, it would probably be best to start at some sort of library, some sort of database. I don't even know where. A museum, a university, something like that. Yes. Question keeper, as the resident occult person, like, do I know of anything in Leningrad besides my little character moment? Like, do I know of any secret underground motions in Leningrad that could possibly have information on these kinds of things? Your research back when you first discovered this might have been part of Blavatsky's entire uh, prophecy was that this was the most recent find. This was something that had, been, that had made news and headlines only in like the last year, year and a half, that there was supposedly a Scythian tomb uncovered in Siberia and that, you know, it was a grand find because the body was completely intact and it was information that the, the Soviet government allowed the West to actually hear and re- read about because there was a lot of gold. They claimed there was a lot of valuable items. So mentioning this directly to Vadim, he 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 would remember the the news articles. This was like a great so Soviet. Whenever it's Soviet pride, whenever it's a po- a positive thing, um, they would they would let that out to their people. They would want to celebrate, you know, the fact that Russia has this beautiful rich history. Now, not to the point where Germany was like, where Germany was like, hey everybody, look at us. But the but it is still a very very important archaeological find. Nationalistic pride is a absolutely yeah, big big deal. So. So as they start to talk about the artifact, it would uh, remind me of articles that I had seen of what what's going on in Siberia. Yes, and with the Scythians, they were basically the the you know the predecessors of the ancestors of the Mongolian tribes. So yeah. you it, you know I once know you pick about that, yeah. But once you well, you may not. Well, maybe the article even said something like that that it was you know these are the they they dated you know because basically what the Scythians were were they were the the ancestors to the the Russians of that area and the Mongol tribes. So you know, the, the, both both those people share a bloodline. Um, yeah. So I mean, where I come yeah. from, like like uh, you know, family history was you know way back was like you know fighting off the Tatars and stuff like that, which yeah, have yeah, some yeah. have some you know that's the Eastern tribes. So right. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, you uh, mention uh, library um, only library and universities. We cannot go there. Very, very difficult. Maybe. Bottom would have to. You have to have special, special permissions to go to universities. This uh, this frozen princess you mentioned. Yes. Yes. I'm not sure if this uh, if this uh, is what you say uh, connected, but um, there is uh, there is uh, much going on in uh, far east, uh, out in uh, Siberia. Uh, archaeological dig and, and and artifacts, artifacts. What you what you look for? They mentioned frozen princess in article. Very. Very important find for uh, Russian people. Uh, Catherine, would you make me an intel roll? Intel roll. Please. Keeper, that is a 78. But that still makes it, because I'm a smart bitch, so... Vadim knows Ying Ko. Yes. Ying Ko is a smuggler. Mm Mm-hmm. Vadim, by association, has fake papers to get you into the company, into the country, rather, and maybe a smuggler. Mm Mm-hmm. Who else was a smuggler? Oh, shoot. Oh, Matthew. 
What would you like me to do with this piece of happy information? Just just put it in your head that people that run a lot of the same type of, of, of graph and, and and knowledge, especially in country, you know, like Europe, where it's a, it's it's an area. Um, not saying that he knows him, but maybe you don't scream out, I shot my fiance or Oh, I wasn't planning know. on advertising. <laughs> But it does click in your head that right. this is this cool. is an archaeological find, something special, and that you know Matthew would have been right. And here's another smuggler. So you're in the circles mm-hmm. of Caravaggio and people that he may have used or may have not that they knew his name maybe directly, right. but you're in the circles of people that knew him. Okay. Or of him. Okay. He would have been interested in this, and he was well. He would. That's why. Anyway. Correct. He may have funded the damn dig. The uh, the 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 newspaper um uh, uh it does not say exactly where but uh there is town uh, uh tomsk uh is 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 near and um i have uh, i have friend uh, uh he he friend but uh sometime not friend so may help may not and what would ensure that he does help is is he a fan of um he uh he like vadim uh, not fan of stalin oh. not uh not fan of of the Bolshevs in general but he uh he soldier and that soldier he uh, he loyal so right. sometime sometime he help uh if he uh if he not get too um uh, split uh, too divided Sounds like a good place to start. And you said that this is outside of Siberia? Oh, it is in Siberia. Ah, great. In, okay. In wonderful, Siberia. beautiful, barren... Frigid Siberia. Yes. Well... So Not exactly I, tourist. I do have no. an idea. Um, what is one? your idea? We are here as journalists, right? Allegedly. Is there we any have papers that, that say so. Is there any law that says I can't go to a university campus and start interviewing, say, uh, professors of archaeology about their article about this Scythian princess? I could um, make inquiries. Uh, We need uh, we need permission to visit university. You uh, you not just go door and knock. In- I thought I could just walk onto campus, perhaps, and start saying hello. But if that's not a thing, then, well, I think perhaps it. for the at least we we've just arrived. Perhaps we maintain a lower profile for a few days, get the lay uh, of the land, is my find a place to live. Is yes, my for- background as an archaeologist under wraps? Am I strictly only a journalist, or do I have that? archaeological background sort of still as as part of your papers yeah so your papers strictly are that you are part of sympathetic communist organizations in the west who are here basically on a press junket okay um right so uh, and one thing for the listeners and for the players as well because this is going to different countries in 1931 is especially this particular country anyone who was on university would have been watched like a hawk uh, because those people could have been subversives, free thinkers. Um, if they understood that they needed scientists, they understood that they needed people to 
you know, teach in public school systems to get kids up to a level where they can at least, you know, barely read and function. So there was people in universities, but under this regime, if you were there as a professor or anybody, you stepped a toe out of line, you, bl- you got black bagged and taken out. So Vadim is being absolutely fair when he says to you to just walk into a library. That ain't going to happen. Not without a lot of paperwork saying that you're supposed to be there. Um, so it it probably could be done, but there's going to be forgery rolls and stuff like that. It's something to consider, but you're probably – you would have a much quicker success rate probably going through people like Vadim and, and who are dealing those type of objects in the under black ground, in the black market and underground than getting – this, the right information at a university because anything in the university is going to be state approved anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be very controlled. This is a society where everyone is watching everyone. It's tough. No, Personal experience tells thing. us to gather as much as we can. Sorry to cut you off, Melinda. That's okay. If we're, if we don't know what we're going up into, then yeah, it's, it's bad. I'd like to know if I'm going to be fighting some quishens or whatever, or, uh, how about some doula hands? I don't care. I, I whatever. That's Celtic, but still, <laughs> I don't what? know. Oh, they're Do- Celtic monsters. No, yeah. um, we're also operating hundreds of miles from where this thing is. So here's a theory. Um, we take a couple of days, get our bearings, appear to be doing what we're supposed to be doing, gathers what limited supplies we can in 1931 Russia, and make our way towards where we need to go, utilize some of Vadim's connections, and then the closer we get, we can just talk to people. The beautiful part of of working with that plan is that the plane is going to make the... There is going to be some questions. Not that you're going to be drawn into questions, but assume, and I'm sure Vadim's already got this in his head, assume that the eyes are coming. So to see you act normally for a few days calms that down. If all of a sudden, you know, they can't find you, that raises an alarm. And then they start looking hard. So, yeah, at anything you can do right now to, ma- to maintain that cover of nice and easy. Oh, let me show you this. So oh, let me show you the, the Statue of Lenin. Let me take you through the park. Look how beautiful our park is. It's for every comrade that works in the, in the factories. And all that kind of jazz, if you can do that while he starts making inquiries, that's a beautiful plan. That's smart. Yeah, I think that's probably our best bet. And, you know, we look, we take in the sights, you know, we look as starry-eyed as possible. We get really into it. Yep. Um, yep. And we act as the perfect And that gives Vadim time to reach out to his contacts and start getting a lay of the land on how to get out into Tomsk, which is yeah. far. Also, yeah. it gives us an opportunity to, you know, if there's news articles written about this find... We are journalists. We could probably maintain a newspaper easier than like a historical text about something. With the attaché and his papers, that may get you into a journalism. But again, that's all state controlled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I-, I was more thinking of you know somebody having an old newspaper. <laughs> oh, that. Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Sort of like we can go into the guise of we wanted to. We heard about this amazing accomplishment from Mother Russia and. You know, we wanted to hear the information from here itself because, you know, we can trust this information. Okay. Well, well we can swing it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll start from there. All right. Um, Ella, any last minute thoughts? If we can't get into the universities and there's nothing for, like, research purposes, then she would follow the plan of just get there and 
work that angle. So yeah, I guess there's nothing for me to say. Well, it's it's it, believe me, there's going to be a lot to say, but it's a start. It's a good place to start. You, this one's going to feel very foreign. Germany in under the it feels know, a little the, like I'm not saying this to like criticize criticize the thing. It uh-huh. feel for Ella, it feels like it's too easy. Like there's easy, if okay. If it's too easy that we have this perfect connection, go like arrange finding this dig site or whatever, and without a little prep work she's gonna feel very out of her own skin because she she's used to hunting people who are meant to be hidden and she has to spend hour after hour before going into a situation and now this is all very foreign to her like you're saying the girls will all stick together Vodum has given us no reason not to trust him but the three of us have also all been through a complete ordeal yep and we all need to We'll be there for each other. You know, we'll always we'll keep checking in with each other, making sure that, you know, none of us feel and sort of make sure to reiterate to each other that if something goes down, we stick together. Okay. Vadim, you had any thoughts? Just to uh, to think about if if this has been written about um, in you know all the all the print is propagandistic right it's all yeah, ultra ultra nationalist propaganda um, yep. so if this has been written about um, then that means it's very important to the government so it may seem easy that 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 we know where it is uh, but that actually is like <laughs> that is you know it, that makes it even more difficult the only reason we know where it is is because everybody knows where it is it's, it's right. literally in the newspaper um, and if they, which means and if knows- every attention every everything is going to be focused on that so trying to get that thing um i'm frankly not even quite sure how we're going to do that but i hopefully, have an uh, idea i have an idea okay well, let's, let's let's get to we'll a, save it for next time <laughs> Write it down it because early. well no and there's going to be there's going to be things that begin to un- develop yeah. with your con with the contacts and with and like how to get out to Tomsk and everything else but the for the listeners and for the players this is going to be it, it would be like if you stepped into the Amazon and you've never been in a, in a rainforest how overwhelming all the sounds and sights and smells are Rush is doing that to your logical sensibility on how society is supposed to work okay very well put. Yeah, this is this is literally conc- the buildings look right, the people look right, but nothing is what it, it, it it's all especially different. Leningrad because yeah. Saint Petersburg was the most Western Russian city. Um, it was yep. it was the gateway to the West. That's where people went. People didn't go to Moscow. People went to Saint Petersburg. Petersburg, um, exactly. And now that you know, and now it's Leningrad. So it's like it's like you have the facade, the veneer of what is familiar, but the bones and the foundations are being replaced with this new, uh, new these new ideals of the Soviet Union. So it's a very strange city. Very yeah. strange. So and and I want it. I want you to feel a little overwhelmed with the fact that you know you needed to you needed papers the plane anybody looking into anything might make you know be suspicious so we're, we're going to build on that and we're going to go forward but uh, this is a this is a great place to start uh i'm glad to have scott back is playing vadam thank you so much it was i'm sure the listeners are excited to hear the new character coming aboard it's always good to have the team coming back to its full full numbers well, now we just got to get joel back resurrected and one day. Uh, I can't wait to see that. Off. Yeah, that's going to be a little <laughs> further off, but we're getting there. Uh, but from all of us here at the Bardic College, we want to say thank you for listening. As always, we appreciate your patronage and your support uh, and the love that you give to us. I, I share as many of the things that I get uh, as I can remember to with uh, the list with the, the players. 
and uh, they're always overwhelmed by the by the nice comments and things. So we appreciate that. Uh, Faye, Catherine, Vadim, Ella, guys, great job tonight. Uh, it's going to get super exciting, and I can't wait to see how this all builds for you. It's going to be a lot of fun. So thanks for playing, as always. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.